0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Gordon Jansen with the Canadian Food Grains Bank. Also, Glendalee Allen Vossler will have details on the Canadian Cattlemen's Association's Cattlemen's Young Leaders Mentorship Program. And out first in today's country comment, we'll get a hog market update from Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services to give us a hog market update.
1: Forward contract prices have been um, dropping uh, pretty pretty significantly over the last couple weeks. Um, we're seeing some pretty uh, negative influence from um, U.S. lean hog futures, um, which is probably representing just weaker fundamentals going forward. The reality is that the export market for for North American pork has changed very significantly um, over the course of the last six months, where Chinese demand um, is has dropped about 75% compared to year-ago levels. And it's really kind of um, disrupting the normal, like the trade flows that had developed over the last several years, since African swine fever started to uh, impact that country, so um, we, you know, that's probably the the bigger scale. We've we've just seen this more recent weakness because of more acute uh, related kind of cash market fundamentals um, struggling. Um, we've seen a ramp up in production. And um, and just overall softness in the in the uh, in the pork market. So um, so yeah, it's, we've we've really kind of taken out uh, some of the highs of those forward contract prices, with um, the summer month prices coming down pretty much twenty percent from their highs, while the deferred months, the uh, October, November, December forward contracts they're down about 10% from their highs uh, that were put in about a month ago.
0: And uh, what about cash prices?
1: Yeah, as I said earlier, we're, we are seeing kind of a counter-seasonal uh, trend develop. Normally at this time of year, we can expect packers to be quite aggressive bidders because hog supplies are tight. Um, but partly because of the softness in, you know, in demand, um, and also just uh, a ramp up in production, more of a recovery in, in pork production across uh, largely the, the United States. Um, they are softening their bids. Um, so this is, you know, really the effect has been a cash market that's been stable, um, while normally we, we see a pretty significant run up in the spring representing tighter supplies and, and good demand for grilling. So the, the question going forward is really, will the, will the pork market um, start to firm up representing, you know, more of that typical um, summer demand um, that, helps, that helps support prices? Um, I think we are at a level right now that we can anticipate being at, probably for a little bit. I don't see it, it collapsing. But uh, we're not going to see that normal summer run-up that we typically would.
0: That was Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services giving us a hog market update. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Knut. Yesterday, Canada was advised that China has reinstated access for Richardson and Viterra to export canola seed to China. Market access restrictions for canola seed to China were first implemented back in March of 2019. Seed exports to China have fallen from 2.8 billion dollars in 2018 before the restrictions to 800 million in 2019, 1.4 billion in 2020, and 1.8 billion in 2021. Forward hog contract prices have been dropping significantly over the last couple of weeks. Tyler Fulton is with Hams Marketing Services.
1: We're seeing some pretty negative influence from U.S. lean hog futures, which is probably representing just weaker fundamentals going forward. The reality is that the export market for for North American pork has changed very significantly um, over the course of the last six months, where Chinese demand has dropped about 75% compared to year-ago levels. And it's really kind of um, disrupting the normal, like the trade flows that had developed over the last, several years since African swine fever started to uh, impact that country.
0: Farm Credit Canada says it's prepared to work with customers concerned about financial hardship due to the impact of avian influenza. Here is District Director Kimberly Rowan.
2: The main help that we can provide, of course, is in, in assisting with managing cash flow. So whether it's providing additional credit, deferral of payments, or even adjusting payment dates out a little bit just to Provide that space for the farm operation so that they can regain their normal source of cash flow and, of course, ensure that they're able to continue to move forward.
0: Customers impacted by avian influenza are encouraged to contact their FCC relationship manager. And the CCA's Cattlemen's Young Leaders Mentorship Program has announced its 24 semifinalists for the upcoming program year. Manitoba semifinalists include James Kinley of Cartwright, Madison Leonard of Winnipeg, and Stefan Bowe of Enola. After conducting the competition virtually for the past two years, CYL selections will be making a return to the Canadian Beef Industry Conference in Penticton, B.C. on August 16th. Semifinalists will compete for one of 16 spots in the upcoming CYL program year by participating in judge roundtable discussions on beef industry-related topics. Following the competition, the 16 finalists are matched with an industry leader in their specific area of interest in the beef industry for a nine-month mentorship opportunity. In addition, they are granted a $2,000 budget to fund their engagement in beef industry events, meeting with their mentor, and learning opportunities throughout the year. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey (laughs) Knut. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Egg Wire for Thursday, May 19th. I'm Corey Knute. Coming up today, Glenda Lee allen Vossler will have details on the Canadian Cattlemen's Association's Cattlemen's Young Leaders Mentorship Program. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association's Cattlemen's Young Leaders Mentorship Program has narrowed down the 2022-23 entries to 24 semifinalists. Glenda Lee allen Vossler spoke with the CCA's Youth Leadership Coordinator, Jessica Radu, find out more about the program.
3: Jessica let's start by having you remind us a little bit about the Cattlemen's Young Leaders Mentorship Program if you will.
2: Yeah so the Cattlemen's Young Leaders Mentorship Program is a national initiative under the Canadian Cattlemen's Association and it dates back to 2010 and it welcomes young people involved in all areas of the Canadian beef supply chain, ages 18 to 35, uh, to participate in the program and provide unique mentorship and travel and learning opportunities. And the goal of the program is to build the next generation that's going to continue to lead the industry into future growth and success for years to come.
3: Now, this week, you've announced the 24 semifinalists, for the upcoming 2022-23 programming year. Can you fill us in on those semifinalists?
2: Yeah, so we're so excited to make this announcement. And what's especially exciting about this year is that the competition um, where we narrow down the semifinalists into the 16 people that will be participating in the upcoming program year um this competition is returning to in person at the canadian beef industry conference so really excited to welcome these young people so from our semi-finalist group we've got 24 of them um ages 18 to 35 and they're ranging from all across canada and uh you know really excited to see another young person from quebec uh named as a semi-finalist this year and joining us in the final competition and we've got lots of people that are boots on the ground producers or involved in their family operations Uh, some that are working off-farm jobs in the nutrition area for example Um, some who are still uh, broadening their horizons during their post-secondary studies and, and so on so we've got a great diverse group here. And I think it's going to make for some really exciting peer conversations when we get
3: to this final level of competition in August. Tough to narrow it down. Yeah, it's,
2: a, it's an impossible decision and one that I'm really thankful we have our some of our program sponsors who participate and uh, help us out, because when you look at this uh, paper here and even from our total applicants in general, um Really, everyone's so deserving of a spot in the program, and I think it's really exciting to see, you know, even though the beef industry's seen its fair share of challenges, is that there's a next generation that's so excited and enthusiastic about getting involved and continuing to build a career in the beef industry, and it it really uh, adds some optimism for the future.
3: Now, you mentioned that uh, they'll be gathering in Penticton, B.C. Talk to us a little bit about what's going to be happening there for them.
2: So in Penticton, we'll be bringing them together for our CYL Selection Competition, where these 24 semifinalists will be competing for one of 16 spots in the upcoming program year. And at this competition, we have a room full of about six tables, And at each of these tables is a very various industry topic, whether that's succession planning, financial management, herd health protocols, uh, sustainability, et cetera. And they sit at these tables and discuss these topics with their peers for, you know, about a half hour interval. And then they switch and rotate uh, throughout the different tables to go through all the topics. So it's really exciting to hear the ideas that are coming from the next, generation when they're discussing these really important industry topics and what they see for the future. And, uh, you know, even what are some of their plans to address these challenges as an industry? So uh, it makes us thankful for the quality and excitement we have from these young leaders.
3: They bring a lot of questions and a lot of optimism to the industry.
2: Absolutely. And I think that's one of the neat parts of also hosting this competition at the Canadian beef industry conference is not only are they bringing this ideas and questions and optimism to the selections competition, they're also bringing it to the conference in general where they'll be meeting with industry stakeholders throughout the event um, involved in all areas of the supply chain. So I think anything they provide such a valuable insight when we give them a seat at the table and, they're able to put a youth lens on some of these different industry challenges and the opportunities ahead.
3: Now, of course, once we get it narrowed down to the final 16, they're then matched with a mentor?
2: Yes. So that's uh, the really exciting part. As after we make this announcement following the competition in August, we get to work on pairing them with a mentor and it's about a nine-month mentorship opportunity and it will be in the participant specific area of interest in the beef industry whether that's succession planning or grazing management or maybe even board governance and how they can serve on industry boards and contribute that way uh, so it's a really neat process and we work with our industry stakeholders and program sponsors to brainstorm some different mentor ideas, et cetera, and then we get that pairing started and, and they hit the road running. So uh, really excited to see you know what's down the line more in this end of summer, fall timeline for when we start thinking about those new mentorships coming up.
3: Now, if somebody is interested in finding out a, a little bit more about these semifinalists and the areas of interest, where can they where can they go? How can we find that out?
2: Yeah, so to view a full list of our semifinalists this year can be found at Cattle.ca, the Canadian Cattlemen's Association website under our news section to view the full release. And of course there's always details available about the program at cattlemensyoungleaders.com, dot com, as well as uh, where you can look to our application tab if you're interested in applying in future years. And those applications are open for people ages 18 to 35 interested in the beef industry, um, typically in that January through until March timeline every year.
3: That's Jessica Radu, the Youth Leadership Coordinator with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. For Goldenwells, I'm Glendalee allen Bossler.
0: Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen-Vosler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada has established an e-commerce resource hub where Canadian agri-food companies can access resources to take advantage of global opportunities to sell products online. Sessions conclude June 6th. Each week covers a different topic. You can register on the Manitoba Agriculture website. And Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is putting on a fence and water solutions workshop June 1st. The cost is $30. You can register on the MFGA website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon. Volunteers and supporters of the Canadian Food Grants Bank gathered Sunday night in Boise for an information and fundraising event. Reporter Barry Lamb caught up with regional rep Gordon Jensen.
4: One of the things I'm mentioning is that we, we really have had a challenging year globally the the world uh, situation is that the number of hungry people has unfortunately increased in a dramatic way a recent report has come up saying how how much the uh, the pandemic as well as the war in ukraine have exacerbated the situations for for n- numerous hunger hotspots around the world uh, raising costs and that has has impacts for our programs and our member agencies that are trying to meet the needs of hungry people. And that impact being the the demand for more food or uh, resources? Right. The, The cost of food has not only, we see it in our grocery stores here, but uh, globally that is also the case and so that's the case for our member agencies that are responding in hunger hotspots like the Ukraine but also northern Ethiopia and Tigray and South Sudan and Congo and uh, Madagascar just to name a few of the hunger hotspots and so the increase of, of food costs is making it more difficult to meet those, those needs. As we move into mid-May, a lot of water in parts of the province. What does that mean for some growing areas and projects moving forward? Will there be enough time to get these crops in for a few areas, or have you heard from those local producers? I I haven't heard a lot right now, but I I think that there's some anxiety about the uh, the, uh, shrinking uh, window for um, planting the crop. But generally, uh, farmers are also pleased that there is moisture in the ground after a real drought year last year we have uh, just a a decrease in a a slight decrease in the number of growing projects in manitoba but um, but we're expecting a really good year we've got a lot of support uh, both here with the uh, bmw growing project in boyce and across the province the slight drop, what's the problem in those areas or what, what's happening in those cases? Well, um, it, a few of the projects had, um, had, had plans not to continue, but um, finding land is sometimes a, um, a, a difficulty for growing projects, but we're also working with those growing projects to see if there's other ways that we can engage the community to raise awareness about the needs of hung- uh, hungry people around the world and to invite their involvement and support. And there really is gr- good support, and we're so pleased with, for the, the network of not just growing projects but the larger network of support uh, for our work to address hunger. Community
0: projects, is that something you'll be pushing or are you reaching out to hear back from communities now on on maybe moving away from from the grain side of things or or working together? How would that work?
4: We're we're not moving away from grain-growing projects, but uh, we're also trying to look at other ways. Uh, Just for example, this evening with the BMW Group has their spring kickoff. Just simply raising awareness. We have a music evening. And so uh, other groups have um, a picnic in the park um, around a Steinbeck that's happening. Um, there have been a few projects where they've had a, a an auction. Uh, so th- Those are some of the different ways that community groups are coming together to support the work of uh, addressing hunger. Roughly, how many growing projects in the province for 2022? We're expecting around 35 or 36 uh, uh, this year in Manitoba and Northwest Ontario.
0: And that's down from what do you normally have, like around 40 oh, just, or 38. No, or? We had
4: around 38 last oh, year. Just,
0: that's just a, a couple. Yeah, I mean.
4: just a couple. But. Um, there's still very good support in Manitoba. Okay. And those ones that are having trouble finding land maybe this year might be back next year. There's absolutely. Okay. A-
0: absolutely. Yeah. Good. So we're really, really pleased with the support we, we have. That was Gordon Jansen with the Canadian Food Grains Bank speaking with reporter Barry Lamb at a fundraising event held in Boise Vane on Sunday. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Bill C 234 has passed second reading. The House of Commons voted in favor of the bill yesterday, sending it to the Standing Committee on Agriculture and Agrifood for review. Conservative MP Ben Lobb's private member's bill would amend the federal government's carbon pricing legislation to eliminate the carbon tax on propane and natural gas for drying grain and heating livestock barns and greenhouses. Farm Credit Canada wants to help farmers impacted by avian influenza. FCC will consider additional short-term credit options, deferral of principal payments, and other loan payment schedule amendments to reduce the financial pressures on producers impacted by avian influenza. Here's District Director Kimberly Rowan.
2: Well, agriculture is all about risks and cycles, and so FCC really just includes this as part of our our everyday core business. So when, depending on what sector is having uh, an issue or you know enduring a risk that that is impacting how the business can can manage through that? Uh, we are there to to help, so it's just part of who we are and what we do every day.
0: Customers impacted by avian influenza are encouraged to contact their FCC relationship manager. And Tyler Fulton with Hams Marketing Services says we are seeing a counter seasonal trend develop. He talked about U.S. cash markets for hogs
1: normally at this time of year we can expect packers to be quite aggressive bidders because hog supplies are tight partly because of the softness in you know in demand and also just a, a ramp up in production more of a recovery in in pork production across uh, largely the the united states they are softening their bids really the effect has been a cash market that's been Stable, while normally we, we see a pretty significant run-up in the spring representing tighter supplies and, and good demand for grilling.
0: I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk@goldenwest.ca. at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.